the vibe, man. It's the vibe. Let's transfer that right now. Don't ever doubt the vibe. <laughs> so, yeah, on that note, Paul Farrier, thank you for coming on to the Conscious Perspective podcast. This is an honor. Um, we're just going to see wherever the vibe takes us today. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling mellow. We're here. We're alive. And we're present. Absolutely. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, I don't have anything specific that I lined up. I just, you know, right off the bat, I'm just going to go deep. What is What does Paul Farrier live for? Like, what is your purpose here? What do you think you're doing here? Because you're a unique individual, and everybody has their own it's called dharma you know their their own work here everybody has their own work to do what do you think your work here is to do that's a great question have you pondered that all the time um and first of all thank you thank you for having me i'm I'm super pumped as we said before but to jump to jump into that i think um so when I used to think of that question, it was kind of like I always built up this grandiose idea in my head, like you're meant to do something big. You can do something really big with your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I always used to equate that with uh, like tangible things, like making a lot of money, being really successful, all this stuff. And as I've progressed asking that question, relentlessly pursuing that question, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Why am I here? Mm. Um, What I've found is I really don't know, but as opposed, instead of not knowing and then rushing to try to figure that out and find pieces that make me feel more comfortable um, instead of that discomfort of not knowing, I've just gotten a lot better at making space for the not knowing mm-hmm. and being really comfortable uh, being uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that thought. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I, I think you have to because, you know, it's not something that, I mean, I guess some people are blessed and born into like something, but most people, like we live in a world that tells you from birth, we, we're conditioned to not really go with our gut instinct or our heart and what we're supposed to do and what our actual work here is, you know, like, from birth, we go to these internment camps, aka school, that tell us how to be, that tell us how to live, and how what we have to do when we grow up. And for at 16 years old, we have to figure out what we want to do for the rest of our life when we just went through puberty yesterday. So it's just it's tough to like get out of that um, indoctrination and to really find out what your real purpose is here for. So it's good that you recognize that that's a thing because most people don't even know that they have that uh, the capability of understanding what that is like that to 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 create that space of of well I don't know but it's almost like you have a puzzle piece right correct me if I'm wrong you have like you have you have a puzzle piece and you're looking for the piece to put in but you just haven't found the correct piece yet right yeah well what's what I would like to say to that and I want to I'd love to know if this resonates with you and makes sense at all but what I what I've started to realize too, and especially you know we talk about the journey of meditation and, and everything like that, was <clears throat> so especially like you being 16, 17, 18 years old and trying to think what do I want to do for the rest of my life? You have first of all you have no idea what's out there at that point. You're you're here and your level of awareness is here, but really yeah. there's all this yeah. right. <laughs> so. I think what's interesting is sometimes we have these questions like, oh, what do I want to do with with myself? What do I want to go to college and study that I'm going to do for the rest of my life? We're only going with limited information. When you're talking about the puzzle piece, sometimes we just don't have that puzzle piece that's supposed to fit readily available to us yet. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So how can you accept that? Like, How can you still move forward and still be at peace with not knowing and acknowledge, hey, maybe I don't have the puzzle piece yet, but I have to trust that as I follow my gut, like you said, the, the thing that we're not really taught how to hone into and do, how do I trust my gut and trust that those puzzle pieces are going to like 
you know, coming in on full each step I take. Does that yeah. resonate? Yeah. Exactly, dude. I think that's the first step and that's the first you have to trust the process. Like that's yeah. the first step of the process is recognizing there's wait a second. There's something not right here. There's like cuz that's how I felt. Like I felt like that I don't know. Since I guess 16, like I said, like I felt like wait, there's just something like I don't want to be an accountant, you know? I don't want to drive a box truck or work in a factory or like there's something more. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it, it's like a, a weird feeling that you just can't, you can't shed. Um, it's just, I don't know if you have that feeling, but I've had that feeling where it's just like, I, there's there's more to life than just making money, like you talked about mm. in the beginning. There's more to life than just material possessions. But like, we grow up in a world where like, that's it. You know, you grow up, you get a house, you get a, you get a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever. You get a, you know, you get a dog and a white picket fence and that's, that's the American mm. dream. And, but then I've always, I've always had that idea. I'm like, no, that's, not my American dream. That's not really what's going to make me happy, essentially, because that's what we're all here for, is to just be happy, I think. And if you go against the grain and people try to find happiness in in something that's ultimately never going to make them happy, they're just going to live a whole life of just, just looking for happiness in the wrong places and it ultimately lead to suffering. And that's, I, I realized that, I'm like, and then I was like, I have to make a change. Like, I have to do something differently with my life to make myself happy. And doing stuff like this makes me happy. And doing yoga and meditation and finding out who we are deep down and, the, you know, peeling back the layers of, uh, of of the human existence and just seeing what we really are deep down. That's what really makes me happy. And that's what resonates with me. But they don't tell you that in school. Like, all that stuff. They don't. That's the thing. They don't tell you how to be happy in school. Like, we're never taught... Like, we're not taught mindfulness in school. That should be, like, number one. That should be part of the curriculum. We should be taught, like, maybe one... Not, we don't have to do yoga, but, like, at least how to breathe and just still the mind, especially in today's world. We just have to learn how to be happy. Like, what do you think makes you happy? What what genuinely makes you happy? Not, you know, not, like, not like money or you know, good food or sex or j- just, like, what genuinely... If you want to do something for the rest of your life, what makes you happy like just to be content well i could if i could indirectly veer off here for a second with with what you just said especially about school i was watching and i take this with a grain of salt because it's it's a movie and who knows how things really are unless you see it for yourself whatever but Mm -hmm. i'll just run with it so i watched i think it was last year at this point i watched that movie the last samurai with tom Uh cruise yep have you seen it? Of course, yeah. I haven't okay. seen it in a long time, but yeah, I think I've watched it like twice. All right, so here's this American and gets kidnapped basically uh, by by the Japanese. I'm pretty sure it's the Japanese. Mm-hmm. And now he's basically living the life with the samurai and seeing how they live and being brought up in, in their tradition and coming up to all that. Well, what really blew my mind was there was a couple scenes where the children in the village um, were meditating, were not just training from a young age, how to take care of the land and how to fight like a samurai, but they're meditating. They're sitting in the grass and they're feeling. And I started to think to myself, well, what if the way that like we grow up, what if the way that we see the world, what if the way that's so inundated within us of just just little things like you feel pain as a child and then you don't know how to process it. Nobody really teaches you how to sit with your emotions. Nobody tells you how to feel. Yeah. We And things like, well, we put happiness on a pedestal, but we say that sadness isn't worthy of our emotions. So we start to prefer happiness over sadness. So when we feel sadness, we cast it out and say, I, sh- I shouldn't feel like this to feel happy. Mm-hmm. Or when we feel upset, I shouldn't feel this. I need to feel happy when really all those emotions, all of our emotions yeah. have something to teach us. So mm-hmm. the point is, I see these children meditating, like as Samurai, I'm like, wait, what if our way here or how I grew up isn't the only way? Mm-hmm. Like there are other ways to approach this life totally right 
And so then I wanted to ask you, like, as far as that goes, as you start to see some of that stuff, what things in your mind, what are some of like the biggest lies or some of like the biggest stories you've told yourself that you've had to either undo or challenge or question or unravel? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I would have to say like the biggest thing, like you said before, um, material possessions, we don't like, you know, we, we obviously we need material. Like I need this microphone and camera and everything, but right. we, we take more than we need. And mm. our Western society tells us the more you have, the happier you're going to be. But it seems like the opposite. It seems like the, the more that people have, the more miserable they are. So that, that's a huge one that I had to unravel. Um, and how to genuinely be happy as well. Like that kind of like goes with the material possessions thing. It's like the biggest lie is that like the American way is the only way. And, and but it's not like, there, like you said, there's mul- there's plenty of other cultures out there that are, that are living, uh, I wouldn't say luxurious lives, but they're living just lives of just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Alignment. Yeah, exactly. They're aligned with what is the way, you know, the way is the way. And that is, like, it's not that it was a lie, like, the American culture is a lie, because it's great. It's just that we were missing something. We were missing the spiritual aspect of that of who we are as human beings. Like, we're, everyone's just caught up in the media and Donald Trump and, you know, who's got the bigger butt, Kim Kardashian or whoever. And it's just, we're just lost in the sauce, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to, we have to find a way to become aligned like you said i like that word it's just align yourself into the way into the heart and that's ultimately what i'm trying to do here and what i try to how do i try to live my life and um i think we have a long way to go but yes. we're getting there we're yes. getting there it's a slow process people are slowly waking up because they're realizing oh, something's not right here like there's something they're just like i don't know what it is but something's not right and then we got everything going on with the corona and you know the world is absolutely crazy and people are finding out you're not going to find happiness from this thing you can't, right. you're going to find happiness from this thing right here right and uh yeah i think that's where the world is slowly going but it's it's funny cuz if you pay attention to this thing you're going to you're going to think the world's not going that way but it's like yin and and yang it's like the more of one side the more chaos and in insanity the world is the on on the other side is the more peace that people are finding and i think that's just how the world works that's just literally how our universe is set up it's polar opposites so you know uh moral story is put this down for a little bit don't you know use that very sparingly it's a sickness i think technology if used correctly is a beautiful thing we have the encyclopedia of the entire human civilization at our fingertips we can literally do whatever we want in this life like i may, i'm making a show right now and like I, I didn't go to school for a show like i didn't i just bought these things i said you know what i'm gonna make a show and that's what i'm doing and you can do whatever you want you can learn to be whatever you want i could learn how to do brain surgery if i really wanted to probably i wouldn't recommend getting a surgery done by me but i could probably pull it off somewhat but what i'm trying to say is I don't even remember my original point is use technology to your advantage but most people don't most people use it just to you know we come home go on Netflix watch this you know dumb video and or mm. watch cat videos online but we have to realize where our values are and put our efforts into the right things I don't even remember what the original thing that you, you asked me was it was uh, what's what's the fault right just the lies that, or the stories that you've had to pull apart yeah the stories what about for you can i ask you that yeah well what's one (laughs) (laughs) this is the thing um saying all that i start to get really 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 excited because like when i think about like this shirt for example Mm -hmm. it's easy just to say the words question everything Mm -hmm. it's easy just to say It's easy to say anything, quite honestly, but when I think of question everything, I think uh, there are truths, like fundamental things that we think, Mm -hmm. and if we don't question them, 
we don't realize how much things hold us back. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like to build off of your um, technology analogy. The biggest, the biggest, and maybe we'll get into this after, maybe we won't, but it, it has to do with meditation. The biggest thing I think that troubles us as people is we believe our thoughts. Yes. We think that we are one in the same with what goes on up here. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of that, we don't stop to think, where, wait, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Where did that thought come from? Why do I think that? Is that actually true? We just assume because I thought it, because it feels so real up here, mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah, it's a fact. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest the, lie. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So when I think, um, you know, I'm too fat, or I'm not good enough, or I get this, or whatever it is, because that plays in our mind and, and it's so a part of who we are, right? And we feel something when we think it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's the biggest thing I've had to unpeel is, well, there are things that I think and believe that hold my version of the world together. But what of those things is not me? What if it's years and years of uh, things I've accumulated to help me make sense of this world that we live in, but now it's really not true. It's really all subjective, you know? Yep. So I know that's a really vague, broad answer, but that's like the the path, you know, that's a 10,000 foot view of of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%, man. Because I I don't even know, I'm glad you actually brought that up because that is the biggest lie that we're told is that we are our thoughts and that, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that pops into our head is us. When this is the truth of the matter is, we're surrounded by so much just craziness and that craziness is going to affect your thoughts affect uh, especially for really sensitive people like there's some people that are extremely extremely sensitive and if you're not if you don't check yourself you're going to wreck yourself you know what i mean like there's 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 just so much going on man like there's just the world fucking crazy and if you like <laughs> it really is and if you just if you realize like and from that craziness, you're gonna have these crazy thoughts pop into your head. Yeah. And if you identify with those thoughts and not the witness, you're gonna. That's why people are, you know. That's why the world is crazy in itself because, because the peace in the sanctuary in the kingdom of heaven lies on the other side of those thoughts. Mm-hmm. It lies as residing as the witness because, like you said, we're not our thoughts and we can't control our mind. And once you, that's that's a like a that's a very profound statement because that's that's pretty much the essence of spiritual awakening is realizing that wait a second there's another layer to this it's like i used to think everything was the mind i used to be really logical and everything one plus one equals two but then i realized that wait a second no there's something higher than that and that's just simply being that's just simply being the witness to all of this and then once you reside as the witness you see how crazy this world is and how crazy this world can make you think and um, I think it's honestly that that mindset is just like very, I don't want to say it's like a medicine, but it's like a, uh, it's therapeutic. Because like, you know, I, I obviously still get lost in the sauce. I still get lost in bills and somebody cuts me off and I flip them off or something. And then it's good to have that sanctuary to always return to. It's like, oh, wait a second. No, I'm actually just here. This is just like, I see life as almost like a, it's, it's somewhere between a, a cross between a movie and a game in a, in a show so sometimes I like to like I get lost in the show or I get lost in the game when I forget I'm I'm actually playing the game or I'm right. I'm I'm also I'm watching the movie I'm also I'm the audience at the same time but I'm also I mean I'm the movie but I'm also the audience at the same time right. and that mindset is very ther- therapeutic man it really is it's, it's something that it's like it's peace to know that like there is peace like if the real like the the saying the kingdom of heaven is within is that idea is that we're all this infinite unbound consciousness that is 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 experiencing itself in an infinite amount of ways throughout each individual that is here on earth and nobody knows it 
nobody knows that that's the truth, that we're all the same thing, this consciousness experiencing itself for, I don't know what reason, I don't think anybody really knows the reason other than love, but it's the truth. But we're all caught a level below that of our thoughts. And when you're trapped in your thoughts, you're trapped in the separateness of what we are. Like, mm. you're because above that, the witness is the unity, right? So we have the unity. If you if we all are the witness, that means, oh, we're all the same thing. We're all just consciousness, different bands of consciousness. Well, we're all the same band of consciousness experiencing itself in different ways. But most people don't know there's another level. There's another uh, switch to flip inside your head, like a television set, to go all the way up to that frequency. When, when most people are just trapped at that lower frequency. That's why when people say... Uh, you know that's why they call it getting high man because you're literally you're getting higher you're elevating yourself you're when you feel high you feel connected and people are trapped at a lower vibe that's when they say like you know don't kill my vibe but that is the vibe it's like the the real vibe is knowing that me and you paul are literally the same thing we might not look like the same thing but we're the same energy frequency and that is it's a beautiful concept but it's just very very it's very difficult in the Western world to keep that in your head at all times. I don't even know if I'd be able to be sane if that was in my head at all times. Like, I'd always just want to hug everybody I see and just be like, oh, man, it's me. Like, hey, you're me. You're me, man. You're me. Like, it'd just be like, you go crazy. But we need that. Like, the, the mind needs to play that game. Like, it needs to have that separation the, to, in order to play the game of life but I think it's the problem is that we identify with that separation and that's when we suffer we identify with our thoughts which is the separation and that's why we suffer when if we identified yeah. with, with the witness if we always came back to the witness if we all had the ability to come back to the witness this world would be a better place to know that we're all the same because do you realize do you realize that like if we're both the witness that means me and you are the same thing we're both that band witnessing each other in this in this very moment it's a beautiful concept but not everybody knows that it's it's like that's the biggest lie i think it's a very profound profound thing i don't know what it's going to take for people to realize that but it's the truth man and now that you say that too I don't know. I don't know if this is relevant, but this thought just kind of popped into my head. I remember, um, and maybe this is kind of what starts journey. Gee, I think so. I think I was thirteen when I saw the movie The Secret. Oh and yeah. A lot. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that was the first time it had any ever really been framed up for me that how you think affects your reality yep. and it took me it took me a, a few years to really be like this is bs into hmm, maybe there's something to this mm-hmm. what that did was it made me take ownership of my thoughts which was cool so yep. that person sucks was a thought that would come up and then i'd feel the energy oh i, I don't want to really magnetize that general energy in my life so let me think i love this and then that would change my energy and i would think okay if i change my thoughts and my energy it's going to change my life and for the most part <clears throat> it did and it was great like i felt i'm, I'm a very positive person and, and things like that but what happens if you're not careful is and eckhart totally kind of kind of talks about this but the ego kind of slips through the back door in terms of you think you're doing something or saying something that's all spiritual and all <clears throat> kind of just like all embracing and all love, but really the ego has come in and made it something that is now separation, as you mentioned before, where now mm. it's like a thing that you have to aspire to. It's a thing that's outside of you that you have to get. Oh, there's this version of me that's positive and all love, but it's out here. It's I'm mm. not there yet. And yeah. there's just an illusion of a gap between where you want to be, who you see yourself being, and who you think you are right now. And that gap, perceived gap, creates suffering where it's like, oh, I'm not this. I don't have this yet. 
-hmm. So I'm not good enough as I presently am. Mm. And so I don't know where like I was going with that, but it just kind of felt like with what you were saying about this interconnectedness, it, it isn't about if I can get this thing or get that thing, I can manipulate my thoughts to get that money or to get that job. Mm. It's about understanding that in this moment, I am presently connected to every possible reality, every possible person, every possible lesson that I could ever need to know yeah. is already here in this moment. And the more my mind makes it a thing of I'm not there yet or I have to get there, it just rips it all apart, sees separateness, you different from me. So now I want to kill you and hurt you because you did something to me and we're separate. Mm -hmm. But if I see you and, and we are one, it's like I don't want to go out of my way to cut off my arm. I, don't, I wouldn't want to go out of my way to hurt you because you're an extension of me. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly, so, man. It's uh, it it really and it just comes down to is the most cliche thing to say is just being in the moment and just knowing that people think uh, I I think it's a thing where that you know you're not people think you're not planning for the future if you live in the moment but it's actually mm -hmm. the opposite it's like being in the moment is actually planning for your future because if you're constantly looking into the future then you're not doing a good job being planning for that now like you actually have to be here now in order to be where you want to be in the future but if you're caught like you said constantly looking to be like oh maybe in 10 years i'll be there or i'll be or five years when i get this or when when this happens then i'll be happy it's like no you you be happy now in the situation that you're in now and that allows you to have a better future that you can manifest for you know that you want yes. in this moment that's how it goes man yes. and uh i believe that too i think you know uh I think the secret is the movie's great. I think the idea and the premise is great. It's a little corny sometimes. Like I've watched it, I'm just like, oh, it's kind of like cringy. But the 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 premise and idea is there. Like you you can you can literally, man, do whatever you want in this life. It's it's a beautiful gift. Like we were born in 2020. We have this technology. We're born in America, which is uh, it's some some would say it's a curse, but I think it's a blessing depending on you know what your outlook is and you, we can take we can take life by the balls and do whatever you want man like you don't have to like yeah we all have to make money we all have to survive you know that's just how it goes we all have to do what we have to do in order to get through the day but if you if you if you are present in what you're doing and you know that there's a, you you have like a um you have something like light at the end of the tunnel type stuff or like you you have a goal in mind and you you sit with that you can do it man like anybody can do that but people just settle and they say oh when i make x amount of money or when i got the tesla i'll be happy and it's no it's not like that man you, happiness is now and just you can be happy being unsatisfied with life if that makes sense like you can be happy and trust the process and knowing that the the journey is the destination and then eventually you'll be at that point where you want to be and you have that Tesla or the, the Lambo or something like that. If you just, if you know that, if you focus on your thoughts now, I mean, you, I mean, you focus on the good things and you try to, you try to um, transmutate your thoughts into where you want to be. And that starts right here, right now, man. Like right now, you can, you can design a life that you want to do and like you said you don't really know what your purpose is i guess or you're trying to like still you're trying to still find the puzzle piece you what it really comes down to is all of us decide what that puzzle piece is i think like we to i mean it is to a certain extent some may say it's like from the divine creator or something like that but it's something that you also cultivate like it's something that uh it's you know whatever you find enjoyment and you create that it's it's not really it does come to you but you're the one that creates it. Mm -hmm. So you create, we all create our own reality. It's true, man. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome phenomenon. And people don't know that. It's, it's, a, it's, it's crazy, man. Everybody, that's why I call this, this, this show the conscious perspective. Because if you're unconscious, you, if you're unconscious, you can't manifest. When you're, when you're conscious and you're awake to the, I guess it's like the rules of life or like the laws of, of how this life works, then you can you can live the life of your dreams and you can do whatever you want like i'm living the life of my dreams right now i'm like i'm not rich but i'm rich in the heart 
and that's really all that matters like i think this is awesome i wouldn't want to be anybody else i wouldn't want to live anywhere else and with that mindset anything is possible and you should have that too man yeah really and should. i appreciate you one. saying that i appreciate you saying that because for a long time one of my one of my biggest even now one of my biggest roadblocks and this is going to sound so it's always sounds so stupid when i say it out loud but the biggest roadblock is giving myself permission to be happy right now and it's like well why why do you need permission for that mm-hmm. and i just the the thing so we talk about like evolution and of our mind and, and who we are and questioning and i think for a point especially when we first met you and i you know back in high school 17 18 and stuff it was like okay my my idea was that <clears throat> happiness was a life without problems and the way to get to that was to make a lot of money so i gravitated toward sales and sales oriented yep. um things and you know you're just getting fed like school is is stupid and bad jobs are stupid and bad you need to uh, idealize being rich having all this money having multiple houses having the nicest cars and i was like okay you know we're thinking big right that to me was thinking big having all these material positions to me what wealth and the abundance that we can feel was how many houses you have, how many cars you have, the money in the bank, all this stuff, right? So then you chase that for a really long time. <clears throat> and you're like, oh, if I could just, oh, it's like right here, if I could just get it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew people, I knew people that had, um, in college, I knew people that, that got, they were like 22 years old and the company was paying for their, their lease and their BMW. And, you know, they were traveling all over the country and making all this money. And then one thing led to another and the company went down. They were stuck with these like really high lease payments that they couldn't afford because they didn't have the income for it. And to me, it was just like, that was this big house of cards that just collapsed. Mm-hmm. And we were always taught, don't be content with your current situation. Because if you're content, then you're going to become complacent and you're never going to strive for more. Mm. All that really did was create perpetual suffering because all it did was feed the story that what I have right now is never going to be good enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the thing. Like It's the opposite. Right. Like my life is not going to be good enough until I make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then when I do that and I have that income, well, it's part of my psyche to not be content with what I have so that I can keep growing. So now I got to make 500,000 or I'm not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like counterintuitive to really like who you are right now. Really like, like where you're at right now. Yep. And like you said before, that actually, that peace, because it almost feels peaceful to be like, this is good, <clears throat> instead of like, I always need to get somewhere. But like, when you're like, mm-hmm. I like this, this opens doors to things that, doesn't matter how creative you are, man, there are things that you just can't see. Yeah. This opens doors to all that shit coming in that you wouldn't have seen otherwise, you know? Yeah, it's self-love. That's what it is. You gotta yeah. love all your... uh love all your faults all the things that you think make you inadequate it's fine everybody has you know shit they go through everybody has their faults and flaws yep but you have to appreciate that and and know that's just part of the process we're all human beings you know and once you come to terms with that it's just it's okay like happiness lies beyond our thoughts like you said you stop thinking about like you know woe is me and you stop thinking well not even stop thinking it's like it's not it's, you can't just stop thinking it's more of just like just sit with it. It's okay to feel inadequate sometimes. It's okay to feel like, you know, uh, like you're not there yet. But don't mm-hmm. identify with it. Don't get lost in it and just say, oh, that's there. I'm just gonna, I'm not going to dwell on that. You know, just it's okay to feel like that. That's that's something telling yourself something in your in your mind. But it's it's that, it's when people identify with that and they, they say, I am depressed or I am 
anxious or I am uh, I am not good enough or like that. When you identify and literally say those words because like the secret says, words have power and you say that in your head, you're giving power to things that don't serve you. So when you when you note it and you say, oh, that is there, that, that's meditation. You, you note that, but then you say, but you, you turn it around, you transmutate that energy. Like say you are depressed, you say, um, I felt better or uh, uh, yeah, pretty much stuff like that. You, you take what it is, but you don't say, I don't identify as I am, I feel like shit. You say, oh, I, I felt better. Or, I can do better. Or, you know, tomorrow's another day. And that's pretty much positivity. And that's manifestation. It's because this world is, like I said, it's full of negativity. Don't identify with that negativity, bro. That's just what it comes down to. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Of course. What came came up in that moment when you said that was... Uh, I guess I'll just cut straight to the question of trying to give context for it. But I thought, what if, just what if, if you played around for a second and suspended all your ideas about what it means to be a good person, bad person, what if feeling inadequate was okay? Mm. Just what if... Mm. What if, what, yeah, exactly. What if it was okay to just feel how you feel? Mm -hmm. Where, where does this need when something comes up in our body that we don't like, where does this need to either change it or to feel guilty about it or to, to make a story out of it come from? Why, where is the issue in just, just sitting with it and just being there present with it yeah it's, be, it's because comparisons people identify they want to see something else they don't identify with themselves like because it's okay to feel that but we sometimes feel like it's not okay to feel inadequate because i feel like you know probably bill gates probably feels inadequate sometimes you know or someone with a lot of money and power and that's it's okay to have those feelings. Like we're all human. That's the full spectrum of humanity mm. in the human mind is to feel that. And so you think a lot of problems stem from not feeling okay with our, our what comes up in our head? Like what, you know, these, these, negative, uh, these negative thoughts and feelings that come up, like people, like they, it actually makes it worse to 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 like resist it yeah so an analogy that came to me and this is probably a couple years ago at this point was what if if thoughts that we think don't necessarily come from our head just Mm -hmm. so like how i compared it was this when we're sitting in the car and we're we're listening to the radio all that is is a frequency that the car's antenna is getting from some satellite. It's a frequency, 92 Pro FM, Fun 107, Kiss 108, right? Mm-hmm. And we're tuned into a channel. Now, depending on the channel is going to depend on what kind of music you hear, right? So you're, if you're on 92 Pro FM versus 94.5 or 94.1, you're going to hear different music, right? Yep. So the music is inherent to the channel. The music is inherent to the frequency. Now, anytime we're driving in the car, listening to the radio, listening to 92.3, and a song comes on that we don't like, we don't freak out, flip out, or try to change the song, or try to reach into the radio and change the words, or change the melody, or whatever. All we do, just change the channel. Yeah. And then we get a new song, mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> what if we're like that, where our soul, or our body, or our emotion, are just is just an antenna and depending on our vibration and our frequency we're opening the portal or access to different thoughts that are in alignment with that frequency mm-hmm. and the way of seeing the world that's in alignment with that frequency mm-hmm. and instead of getting obsessed so maybe we're in a low vibration right and we're getting thoughts of ah, i don't like self or i'm this or i'm that i'm not good at this or that and those thoughts come in. Well, we take those thoughts so personally. 
Like we think that that's actually us yep. instead of just saying, well, this is just a song on this radio station. And if I can just understand that I can change the radio station anytime I want, let me just change the channel. And now we vibrate. <clears throat> and now, mm-hmm. oh, I'm really good. I'm really, I can do anything I want to do. Like, you know, now access to those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it's just, what if we don't have to take our thoughts so personally, just like we don't take the song that's playing on the radio that personally, you know, we just change the frequency. Like yeah. that's what we haven't into. What do you think of that? I think that's a perfect analogy because I actually believe that's kind of what we are. Um, and the more you resist and the more you dwell on that, on that, on, the, on that horrible song that you're hearing, mm. the worse it gets, right? But when, yeah. When, you, it's just a sw- it's, it's just a simple switch of the dial, and then you can just you don't have to hear that anymore. It's right. it might still be on that other station and still pl- it's still playing, but you're not even hearing it. You're not even paying attention to it, and that's exactly how I see the human mind, man. Because we're, we're taking in all this energy. You just have to choose what to pay attention to. But I think right. the problem is most people don't know how to change the dial they don't know that you can even change they don't even know where the dial is how to change the dial how it works or you know like they don't even know that's a thing but once you learn that you can we all have the power to change that dial that's it's a it's it's a very uh, liberating concept because then you that's how you manifest getting back to manifestation that's how you manifest your reality is by the frequency and vibe that you you choose to take in and then from there you get more of the same energies and you know it brings it's like a, it's like a I, I like to see it as like a um like a domino effect like good energy brings more good energy you know what i mean like if you if you're constantly vibrating at that frequency you're going to attract people that are also on that frequency and then you're going to attract other people in situations on that same frequency and it's just it's a snowball effect but first you have to be able to learn how to switch that dial and yeah. switching that dial is starts with silencing your mind and just being able to just sit there with your thoughts sit silently and being able to see that song come in see that horrible song come in and once you see that come in you're like wait a second why is why is that there why wait let me just go oh happiness i'm i'm happy to be here this is amazing this is life this is a miracle but you, and you can go back to like, oh, woe is me. This sucks. I got to go to work tomorrow. My stomach hurts. But you can go, no, this is, it's okay to my stomach hurts. It's part of the process. I'm human. This is like, it's honestly, dude, that is a perfect, perfect analogy. And, you know, it's the, it's, it's a, it's a thing that society needs to open up to, man. Like a lot of, like, I just, you know, I, I hate to get lost in the sauce and talk about like the world, but the world is it's lost dude like everybody is lost they don't know that we have this power it's like a power it's like a jedi mind trick you know to be able it's like being able to like (laughs) being able to like uh it is it's almost like magic in a way it's like using the force to your to your advantage to just go oh new energy and it's awesome dude because it's to know it's the power of knowing that no matter what happens in your life you know i could my leg could be gone tomorrow or I can lose an eye. No matter what happens, there's always that flip of the switch where you can come to peace. And that flip of the switch is always there. That sanctuary, that peace is always there. It's been there before we before we were born. It's going to be there after we die. But it's here right now. And that's the most important thing. And if we can resonate on that frequency, this world would be a better place. Yes. And if I could just add um, to the to the whole notion of flipping that switch with meditation. I think one of the things, how do I say this? So my first, my first foray into meditation, I was probably 17 years old, right? And I thought meditation was all these things for my mind to do. What I mean by that is I remember going into my room and I had like incense candle lit, sitting on the floor cross-legged you know and just trying to make this whole thing about it and i actually think the first time i did it i I was trying to um you know like things like that i'm trying all these techniques and tactics and stuff and i remember i had my eyes closed i'm like okay the whole the whole point here is to clear my mind the whole point is to right so i'd be like this and then a thought would come up like shit don't mm-hmm. think a thought. Don't think a thought. 
you know, yeah. and I'm like trying. And I think that that's a misconception about meditation is that like, it's work. It's something mm-hmm. for us to do. What changed, what really, this is not a, this is not an overstatement. What changed my life completely was the first time, and this was a couple years ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit in complete silence for 10 minutes. And this time, I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm not going to, just going to sit for 10 minutes and see what the hell happens. And I took all of the fancy work out of it. I sat down. And I tried putting it off. I was like, no, there's other things you need to be doing. You need to be focusing on, you know, getting rich or you're doing something. I'm like, no, I'm just going to do this. So I sit down on the living room couch and I sit there with my eyes closed. And as soon as my eyes closed, my mind starts freaking out, like freaking out. Like, you can't do this for 10 minutes. 10 minutes is way too long. I had him on my phone. How long has it been? 30 seconds? Oh my God, you have to do this for another nine and a half minutes. Oh my God, there's so many other things. You got to go wash the dishes. You got to make lunch. You can't do this right now. Why are you doing this? This is such a waste of time. What do you, you know, boom, 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 boom. Open your eyes, open your eyes, open your eyes, open your eyes. And I, the first few times I did it, I opened my eyes, I look at my phone, 20 seconds, I don't pass. <laughs> but, the point I'm trying to make here is if if you just stop resisting, like just mm. let – open your eyes, open your eyes, and you can just listen to it. Like there is no difference. There is no difference between thinking the sky is blue and I'm extremely fat. It's both just words. Mm-hmm. The only difference is we attach certain meanings to different things. Yep. So when we just sit, let the thoughts come, let the anxiety come, let that energy, and make a commitment to just say, whatever comes, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to honor it. I'm going to feel it all throughout my body. But we just sit with it. It'll take care of itself, dude. Like, it'll pass itself. (laughs) We don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, it just wants to be heard. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? that's, what, that's what the mind is. It just wants to be heard. It's like a, it's yeah. like a, it's like a needy, uh, it's a needy friend. It just wants, you know, it just wants some attention. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, because of because of the chaos all around us and just identifying with it. It's just like if we just, it's like take a, Have you ever taken a, a cold shower? Yeah, I just did. Okay, great. <laughs> so <laughs> you get in the shower. You turn on the shower. If it's a warm shower, you're like, oh, man, I can stay here all day. When it's mm-hmm. a cold shower, you feel it with your toe. And you're like, oh, uh-huh. you freak out. Mm-hmm. But you realize, like, okay, my foot's here really cold. If you just let it come over you, you start to realize, wait, there was nothing for me to freak out. There's nothing for me to run from. This actually feels really good. Yeah. You know? Are you an avid cold shower fan? Love it. Love it. Yeah, man. Love it. Like, it's, uh, it's tough, like, in February and March in new england Mm -hmm. but it's there's just something invigorating about it and it is like people um it is a meditation like people have been doing that like you know monks have been himalayan monks and i don't even know where it came from to be honest but like it is an ancient thing to do where just like you plunge yourself into cold and i don't know what it does biologically but i know there's something to it because i come out of that shower i'm just like like you could be say you have like a shitty day like you're at work or just someone cut you off or whatever just like you go in the cold shower it's like a reset it's just like boom it's like quick meditation all of a sudden (laughs) it's great and it's like it is it's it's um i see meditation as like a thing of like uh, it's like exercise for your mind in a way it's like you know you do curls for your biceps but you do meditation for your mind and i think cold shower plays into that because because if if the goal of meditation is to simply witness these crazy ass thoughts and sit with them, one of the craziest things and craziest thoughts you can or sensations you can feel is a cold shower. And if you can sit with that, if you can just fully just be there in that, you, you know you want to get out, and you can easily get out. You can easily just step out or turn the dial. But if you just have the enough willpower to just sit there and be present with the cold water, it's very powerful. It's a powerful lesson to train your mind to. To, to into the real world where you're like 
well, I just took a cold shower today. That's probably one of the worst things I'm going to do. So, like, whatever happens today, it really doesn't matter. And it's it really is, dude. Do you know Wim Hof? Have you ever yeah. heard of Wim Hof? He's yeah. the man. And that's pretty much where I got it from, dude. He is yep. the man. Like, like he's the epitome of that whole uh, ideology of, like, you know, it's it, that's a... It's a concept in yoga. It's called uh, tapasya. And I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's pretty much the concept of putting yourself through shit and suffering so that you're more, um, I guess, aligned with suffering and you know what suffering is. So when it come when it comes out of your not out of your own will, you're more uh, you're more comfortable with it. I guess you could say, or you're like it's okay. Like it, it's it's like a it's like you you it's it's self-inflicted suffering so that you can ease your mind to the to, to the non-self-inflicted suffering essentially because that's what you know that's the first uh it's one of the the noble truths of buddhism is that life is suffering that's the first noble truth is that we're going to go through shit essentially in this life like it's you you can't you can't you know you you can't avoid it and the only way you avoid it is if you sit with that suffering and but you have to train yourself to sit with that suffering like we're gonna get sick we're all you know we're gonna hurt ourselves or the people that we know unfortunately are gonna die we're gonna die we're gonna get old and there's just things that are gonna happen to us but if we prepare ourselves for that and that suffering that happens you're going to be able to live a happy life and that's coming back to the whole happiness thing it's like it's like it's like a game man like our mind is like a game and you have to know how to play the game or else it's gonna play you your mind will play you unless you know how to play it and the first step is realizing that um, it's it's kind of ironic, but this is the yin and yang of it, is that it's realizing that this life is kind of shitty and it can be shitty, but if, you, if you're if you okay with it being shitty and you're fine with the shittiness of it, then is it really so shitty? Like if you if you, if you come to terms with the suffering and, and knowing how bad it can be, then is it really that bad? It's the yin and the yang. It's the polarity of it. And that's the cold shower. It's like, you, you're self-inflicting yourself to shit so is it really that shitty like you're you're doing it yourself like you know what i mean you're you're, you're self-inflicting this tapasya on yourself so is it is it really that bad right i don't think so it's not that bad <laughs> it's really not how much uh, of the shittiness is actual shittiness and how much is it our our mind is b- b- making an illusion or construct about something you know Hmm. What do you mean by actual shittiness? Like, I don't think any of it is. Right. I think it's all perfect. It's going according to plan, right. but it's all perspective. Like, right. it's it's easy for me to say that now, but like, if I saw somebody, like, if like you know, you know, if somebody that I love was going through some shit and got sick, and or they died tomorrow, I I wouldn't give you the answer and say it's all perfect. But the truth of it is, like the deep aspect of it is that it really is. Like that's just the process. Like it's all perfect, man. Like it's hard to say in the moment when shitty things are happening, but I think all of, I really do believe this, all of our suffering is self-inflicted and it comes from the mind. When you, when you, like I said, if you can come to terms with your own suffering in your own life, is your own shitty aspects of your own life, then nothing can hurt you and it's it's fine and i'm not i'm not perfect i'm not enlightened like that i don't i'm not saying i live in that virtue but it's a good ideal to try to strive for to be at that point where like nothing can harm you and no matter what happens like i'm at peace like i'm not that you know i'm not the buddha or like some kind of sage that meditates in the himalayan cave or something like that but i'm saying is that that is a great ideal to have and there are beings that have been on this earth that have that um, but it's just something good to strive to. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I still, I still get mad when I stub my toe or something or, you know what I mean? Or I, I burn my finger or something or I'm not perfect, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, the, it's, it's the idea. That's the first step is if you have that idea, have you, like, have you, do you know any like Buddhism in, in Eastern philosophy and yogic philosophy? Cause that's pretty much what it comes down to. It's like that whole idea of, uh, you know we it's all self-inflicted man like it's it's happiness is attainable with it's it's all within and uh you know it's it's do you believe in reincarnation 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I think it's a good concept, and it's a, you, you know, that's it's that's like deep rooted into Eastern philosophy. Like that is a thing. Like they just take that as like, yeah, you know, I've had many of the lives before. I'm probably gonna be born after this. Like to, so pe- we were we haven't grown up with that idea, but like I think it'd be different if we grew up in that idea. And it's a very interesting topic of like we hold our karma from past generations and everything that we do in this life is going to transfer into the next life and uh i don't know where i'm going with that but <laughs> but it's, it's an interesting topic to really touch upon and it's like uh i don't know i don't know do you, do you what do you say in your heart like do you think it's a thing in my heart my heart doesn't even want to answer that question directly or specifically my heart wants to speak to something else you said mm-hmm. go ahead and it's about that like when you asked me about being familiar with like the buddha and, and those eastern teachings what immediately came to mind especially when we talk about enlightenment right mm-hmm. this is kind of funny i'm excited to hear what you have to say about this okay um from a certain point of view i think and what we talked about before with like the mind or the ego i should say creeping in the back door where it's like we we our mind from from our point of view we perceive enlightenment as something out here that we need to get to right Mm -hmm. and that's a creative way for the ego to say, well, you're not there yet. And then we start that whole cycle of suffering all over again, where the thing you really think you need and want is outside of you and blah, blah, blah. So when I think about those Eastern teachings, when I think about the the Buddha, when I think about quotes and, and things like that, I'm thinking about the point of view that I'm trying to understand the words from Mm. instead of what they're actually trying to say. So for example, this book that I have that I, for some reason have not been able to get rid of, it's called the power of the subconscious mind Mm. by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And in the book, he talks about how basically our conscious mind, our thoughts, feed instructions to our subconscious mind which is everything that we're connected to so if i think why am i always why am i always sick why am i always sick why am i always sick the subconscious mind takes that and just perpetuates that in your reality all around you so when i was 18 and my sole purpose in life was to become rich i thought to myself how can i manipulate this knowledge to create the things that i think are important that i think means being happy now But when I read it now, I get something completely different from it. I realize that everything that he's saying in the book isn't meant to cater to our ego and our thinking mind. It's meant to speak to that part of our soul that already understands the presence, already understands the connectivity. Mm. it's not it's not a technique or a tactic for getting something mm. outside of us mm. i oh i used to think that like i'm trying mm. to get rich and he's giving me tactics that i can use to pull something from out here in here mm. and it never worked <laughs> and now it's like uh, it's already here it's already here it's already yeah. here it's already here so when i think about the buddha it's very easy to think about it from an ego point of view of like, this is what enlightenment looks like and romanticize it and, and paint this picture of it. That, But that's just taking us further away from what the Buddha's trying to say in the first place. Exactly. It's like an ego trap, man. It really yes. Is. Yes. Yes. There's only so much you can do with words. That's the ironic thing about it. Is if, yes. you're not, if you're not looking at those words and the messages in, in the correct manner, in the right view. Yes. It's going to take you actually further away, and that's yes. the most ironic thing. It's like you can say that about this conversation, really. Yes. <laughs> if people look at this conversation in the wrong way, but I like what you said. 
how you, we already know that like our soul already knows yes. that like that that's a thing i've read that i don't know where is that somebody said that we're already all enlightened and yes we just it's almost like we trick ourselves into not knowing that but what would yes. you how would you not that you can really put words on it mm-hmm. but how would you try to uh describe what that is what is enlightenment wow it might be different for everybody too like it might be different for you and it might be different for me but if you could come to a collective description of what that means to be an enlightened being like how would you say that yeah it doesn't mean anything man it doesn't <laughs> exactly. mean anything yeah yeah it doesn't dude like th- that's the thing is like mm. the, we we think we think certain pursuits are um more righteous than other pursuits so me, me my pursuit of becoming an enlightened being is more righteous than my colleagues pursuit of becoming the best uh movie director or salesperson or executive or or whatever because i'm pursuing yeah. something like enlightened that's that's just the ego again yeah. you know what i mean like we can't we can't it's bullshit it's bullshit yeah. So there's Bullshit. no, just there is no description of what enlightenment is. It's more no. of just like, I think it's just getting lost in the ebb and flow of your own life. It's kind of just like, there is no like, like yeah, you're right. There is no ideal Buddha or guru that is going to yes, you should try exactly. to be. It's like you be your own guru, you be your own Buddha, and yep. live your own life. Yep. And you figure that out, and that goes beyond anything that I could ever say or you could ever say. It's just all you got to do, man. Like we said, still the mind. Well, that's why I think like the whole premise of question everything is so important because think like if there was something that I wish I could have been taught that something somebody could have just taught me that I could have just gotten from from the jump like from point one it's this like question everything not from a cynical standpoint that's what I'm talking about but like think about it dude when you even when you even realize fundamentally just like the English language is constructed in such a way that literally when we think in terms of English, we see the world completely differently than somebody that speaks another language. Mm-hmm. So I think English is, and I forget where I read this, English is one of the top, maybe English and Russian, I'm not really sure, top languages that um, we rely heavily on talking about the past and the future mm. and speaking in negatives. Whereas a, a language like Chinese speaks in present terms. So it is done, whereas say it will get done, That's things like that. So but, if, yeah. if, yeah, if we just the fundamental way we think is affecting our relationship to everything around, if we could just understand to just, oh, the assumptions we have, man, just like the, I can't explain it. That that mm. would be the thing. Question all that shit. Seriously. Mm. And it's like, but question it not with your ego. Question it. Thank with you. Your, your heart, yes. your soul. It's like, yes. sit with that. Don't don't say, what is that? You just like, sit with it. Yes. And that's how you question it. Yes. It's, Let it's the question like, drive you deeper. Yeah exactly man and it's almost like our mind in our bodies it's like some kind of prison in a way it's just it it keeps us it, it is only because we don't use it in the right way and we have to like we have to like free ourselves of that prison on our own accord it's 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 crazy man and it's it, we're both young people and it's it's awesome that we realized we came to that realization at such a young age because you know like if we realize that at 60 i'd be like holy shit dude like all my life i've lived this and I've been so lost. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it is very liberating, man. It really is. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah. It's true. It's true, man. Just question, or question with your soul. If something, oh. go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Should we just end it there? Just do it, dude. All right, man. I like. Uh, I I think this was a very, very insightful conversation that we had. Um, I'd love to do it again. 
I don't even I don't even know if there is anything else to say if there is any conclusion. I think the only conclusion is that there is no conclusion. <laughs> That's what we've come to. Uh, Paul Farrier, thank you very much, man. It was an honor. It was an awesome time. I would like I said I would love to do this again. This was great. I feel like I've grown from this conversation, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna let it sit. I'm gonna let it sit right here, and go find a nice quiet place and close my eyes and see what happens on the other side yeah i can feel my mind i can feel my mind being attached to wanting to do something with it but like you said it's just just be okay with that you know yeah just let it sit man thank you guys this is great thanks man uh it was an honor yes sir namaste (laughs) (laughs) peace bro all right peace out dude